We are living in stressful times. This has been a year like I've never experienced. And it has been stressful. A lot of things have been going on from politics and things going on with our government nationally, looking at COVID and all the restrictions that have been happening and, and people being sick and, and being hospitalized and dying. So a lot has been going on. And as we deal with all this stress, I recognize to really be healthy thinking during this time, we really need hope. Because hope is an amazing thing. Hope gives us the ability, whenever things get stressful, that we can look to our hope, and that hope helps us to think in healthy ways, to make decisions that are really based on um, wise thinking and godly thinking versus out of panic or, or making decisions based on just looking at things right in front of us. Sometimes lack of hope also makes us start making decisions based on me and thinking about what do I need to do and what do I need to do to take care of that. When actually true hope from God gives us the ability to think long term and think about what is best for everybody and what is best for what God wants to happen in his kingdom. So hope is very, very important. When I look to how, how do I need to get hope, there's a, a passage in the Bible in Daniel chapter 6 that I look to that is amazing to me about the strength of someone who is making incredibly God-focused decisions in a very stressful environment. The person I'm thinking about is Daniel. Now Daniel, think, talk about stress, he's in a country and his country has had very ungodly rulers for a long time. And God has sent prophets to tell the people and to tell the government that you need to repent. You need to do things better than what you're doing and you need to bring the people back to the covenant that I have made with them. And time after time, the kings had refused. And then the predictions of Isaiah the prophet and Jeremiah the prophet, or I should say the warnings that they gave, went unheeded because they were saying that if you do not repent, then God's wrath will be coming, and that God's wrath will be in the form of God allowing the neighboring empires to come in and take them over. And during Daniel's early years, that's exactly what happened. The Babylonians, under King Nebuchadnezzar, came in and took over the entire country. And not only did they take over the country, but the king thought and said to the people, I want some really great servants in my government and working for me, and so I want you to bring the brightest, the smartest, and the best of the people. Bring them all the way to Babylon, and I want them to be serving me, and not just there stuck in Jerusalem. And so Daniel is one of these that were handpicked. He and some friends and many others were marched from their homes, from their families, from their jobs, to a place they had never been before. And as they were being marched, you might even call it a trail of tears, as they were being marched from Jerusalem to the Babylon, Babylonian Empire, the amazing thing that I recognize is that God was marching right with them. That as they were heading to this unknown place, facing unknown trials, God was with them. And as Daniel and others arrived, 
they begin their training to be who um, the king wanted them to be. And they could have taken this one of many ways. They could have rebelled the whole time, um, had a spirit of antagonism toward their captors, but they chose a different course. They actually chose to be cooperative. They chose to be um, the best that they could be under the circumstances that they were in, as horrible as it was. And they chose to be faithful to God, to do all those things. And as they did those things, trials came their way, big ones. But the people around them, the Babylonians, recognized there was something in these people and these people that were stolen from their country that was amazing and their faith was powerful. Leadership continued to turn over and Daniel became um, very well respected by Nebuchadnezzar but a new, came, a new king eventually came to power and Daniel had to prove himself again. Now this new king did like Daniel and he had um, appreciated him and his, his friendship and his courage and he recognized that he was someone who was going places and Daniel was gaining more and more power within the empire. And however, Daniel's peers who were other Babylonians were getting jealous of Daniel and they began plotting against Daniel to try to destroy him. And they tried to use King Darius to make that happen. So let's peek into the story now in Daniel 6. I'm starting with verse 1. It, it pleases Darius to appoint 120 satraps. Now these are government officials to rule throughout the kingdom with three administrators over them, one of whom was Daniel. The satraps were made accountable to them so the king might not suffer loss. So Daniel so dis distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional abilities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. At this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. Now, amazing thing about Daniel as a person in the Bible, the Bible does a great job of presenting people faults and all. You know, their good traits as well as their bad traits. And Daniel is one of the few people in the Bible that is found to be faithful and true in all aspects of his life. So he is a true um, hero to all of us. Finally, um, in verse 5, Finally, these men said, We will never find any basis for charges against this man Daniel unless it has something to do with the law of his God. So these administrators and satraps went as a group to the king and said, may King Darius live forever. And anyway, they had a conversation with the king and they tricked him. They knew that the king was arrogant. And so they encouraged him to make a law that people can only worship him and no one else. And if anyone did worship someone other than King Darius, that it would be a capital crime and it would be punishable by death. In particular, they would be thrown into a den of hungry lions and trying to make it as sensationalist as they could be to say that you only need to worship King Darius. And Daniel, a person who was faithful, he did what he was told, he did the best that he could do, was faced with a, a crisis. 
He could continue to do everything that the kings in Babylonian, Babylonia told him to do, or he could match those up to see if did they match what God wanted him to do. And as he's in this crisis of belief, Daniel looked to his past to be able to understand how to make choices for the future. He could have thought, hope is lost for me. What am I going to do? I'm going to die if I worship God the way that I am used to and the way that I want to and the way that he is commanding me. But Daniel, I believe, looked to his past. And from that, he got courage and it built his faith because of the hope that was in him because of God's faithfulness in his past. So let's keep reading. Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God just as he had done before. And then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help. So they set a trap and Daniel did exactly what they had hoped. Daniel chose to worship God and not worship the king. Even though he was friends with the king, he liked the king, he was not going to worship him. He was going to worship God and God alone. And because of making that choice, it's causing him trouble. And he's in a trap. And now the story continues. Um, so these guys went to the king and spoke to him about his royal decree. Did you not publish a decree that during the next 30 days, anyone who prays to any god or human being except you, your majesty, would be thrown into the lion's den? The king answered, the decree stands in accordance with the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be repealed. The king felt terrible about this because he wasn't thinking. These guys tricked him and used his arrogance against him to make him make a law that he really fundamentally disagreed with. And now that his friend Daniel has been trapped in this, he is really upset. But I can see he's easily manipulated. So they said to the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, your majesty, or the decree that you put in writing. He still prays three times a day. And when the king heard this, he was very distressed. He was determined to rescue Daniel and made every effort until sundown to save him. Then the men went as a group to King Darius and said to him, Remember your majesty, according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, no decree or edict that the king issues can be changed. And this includes even if the king wants to. So the king gave the order and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. And the king said to Daniel, May your God whom you continually serve rescue you. Daniel did what he was supposed to even though he's in a very stressful situation. He could have easily freaked out and just not done what God wanted him to do and just went his own way and thought, you know, it's just 30 days. I can go 30 days without praying to God and that will be safe. But he didn't. He continued the same habits and prayed three times to God, to God um, facing Jerusalem, or he, his hometown. When we face difficult things, it is so easy just to shut down and to think, you know, I'm just doing this for a short time, it won't matter. But you know, any time that we go against what God is wanting us to do, it's like a trap. 
And once we get in that rut, it's hard to get out of it. And so I want to challenge all of us to recognize that when things are really stressful, to continue looking for hope. The story doesn't end here. You see, a stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and the rings of his nobles, so that Daniel's situation may not change. And when the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without entertainment being brought to him, and he could not sleep. At the first sign of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. And he came near the den. He called to Daniel in an anguished voice. Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to rescue you from the lions? And from inside, Daniel answered, May the king live forever. God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight, nor have I done anything wrong before you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And Daniel was lifted from the den, and no wound was found on him because he had trusted in his God. Things can be stressful, but we look to the points of faith in our past. See, Daniel, he recognized God had walked with him on that march. He recognized that as they were in Babylon, that God had been with him through trials before. You see, Daniel had been given a gift of interpreting dreams. And as God had worked with him um, interpreting dreams for the previous kings, um, he built his faith, and it was incredible. We have that same opportunity when we experience trials in our past to really notice where God was working through them. I know in my own life, I've had trials um, the biggest trials that I've had to face is the death of my parents. First, my dad um, lost a battle with Alzheimer's over many years, and I watched him slowly um, fade away, and that was tough. But even as he was mentally fading away, I saw God working through him, and I saw God giving my mom strength to be able to take care of him the way that she was wanting to. And I understood the, the, the faith that my father had given me and had taught me. And I could see all of that working with him, even as his mind was declining. And then years later, my mom quickly became um, getting dementia herself. But it wasn't Alzheimer's. It was Lewy bodies. And she very quickly, over a year, went from a strong, um, independent woman living by herself to having dementia so severe she died within the year. Um, that was tough. But God was right there, and I saw her faith, and I saw how um, she continually was given strength and courage to face each day because she, she knew what was going on. Um, that She faced that with strength and dignity, and I saw God working through that. And then when our daughter was born, um, after having years of, of odd things going wrong that didn't work like it did with other kids, she was finally di diagnosed with Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, which is a genetic disorder which she'll have the rest of her life. As we recognize that diagnosis, we turn to God as a source of strength, and we thank God for different doctors who came in and um, helped with different symptoms that she has and, and helped to make each day. And now she's um, doing well in a sophomore in college. So we really thank God for that.
So as we face each of the situations that the Crutchfields have had to deal with, we recognize that God has been there. And so when stressful things come now or in the future, we recognize if we maintain our faith and we maintain, keep looking at how God has been faithful to us, we're going to daggone it do our best to be faithful to God, no matter what comes our way. And so I would like for all of us to really think deeply about um, two things. One, where has God been faithful in your past? Where has God been with you during your stressful times in your past? And then also a second question, because during stressful times, we're often pressured to do things that go against God. So have there been times where you have been um, pressured to go against um, what God wants you to do? Have you been pressured in your past to do things that are wrong? You see, hope can help us to break through of these things and to always make the faithful um, choice. Let's pray. God, as we turn to you as a source of hope, we thank you for the faith that you bring us through that hope. God, we thank you for the model that Daniel set for us, and we just pray that we'll continue to do the same thing. Thank you so much, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.